Jay, Dave5150, my good friend Bethany over at Inkwell's Bookshop, my good friend Smiley. Uh, thank you so much for tapping in, man. We got a little bit to go into uh, today. Uh, some news that came out. Um, I'm going to try and dig it up right now while I've got you all here. It had to do with Dr. Fauci um, and uh, and HIV orphans, actually. It was pretty, uh, pretty crazy shit that's out there. Uh, a lot of crazy shit. Um, but uh, some, uh, it turns out that some of the things that people have been accusing um, Dr. Fauci of, a lot of them, actually, turns out they're fucking true. Um, so just something to consider when, uh, when you're picking out your news sources. Um, so one of the things that came out yesterday was it, uh, turns out that, um, Dr. Fauci and the, the NIH have been funding, um, a gain of function, um, treatments, a gain of function not treatments, but gain of function. Fine. Yeah. So they were saying they basically had been saying they weren't doing something that they were doing. Uh, and they'd been, uh, Dr. Fauci had been talking to Congress. He'd been on the news saying, oh, these are things we didn't do. These are conspiracy theorists. This isn't, this isn't real. None of this happened. And then information leaks out. And. One of the things that it turns out is that Dr. Fauci and his organization, for the greater good of humanity, uh, were plugging, you know, um, beagles, beagles, fucking beagles, like Snoopy, plugging Snoopy into uh, into a mask and then sicking sandflies on him until he died, right? Like, what? How does that help humanity? And we're learning about that, and that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg, right? Um, PETA covered it as well. It turns out that he, they weren't just doing that. They were, um, they were working on, on animals. There was a lot of stuff that they were doing that they said, um, that they weren't. So we're looking, I'm looking him now for the information that I found earlier that was sent to me. Um, but it came from the Daily Mail. And just, there's crazy shit, um, all over the house. So... All kinds of crazy shit. Anyone have anything they want to talk about? Yeah, shit is evil. Shit is incredibly evil. Uh, and it's the thing is, is everything that we say, right, like, or that, that, like, real serious conspiracy theories we're saying, a lot of that shit is coming to pass. Um, so, headline from the Daily Mail, not all vaccine experts are convinced COVID-19 vaccine boosters are needed, citing a lack of evidence of the need for boosters in younger age groups even as over 13 million Americans have already received an, emission, uh, an additional dose. Um, just be careful, man. Y'all are, uh, um, just be careful, you know. Do your, I mean, make your own decisions, of course, but um, when people are trying to pressure you to do anything, like, it's never anything good. Like, remember, remember when they told you that, you know, peer pressure is a motherfucker? Well, it very, very, very truly is. And as you get older, it doesn't really change. Um, let's see if we can find any of this. Um, but yeah, everything that you want to believe is available for you to believe. You just have to continue believing it. Whether or not uh, it's true or not, you just have to believe it forcefully, I guess. Um 
The article was sent to me. I'm digging it up right now, also on the gram, so I can bring it. Unless it's been removed already, and if it was a bullshit article, then it's a bullshit article. But, um, and I'll post the link up a little bit later. Um, yeah, so uh, this is coming from the Gateway Pundit, it looks like. Um, I believe it was the Daily Mail. You can, if it's the Daily, if it's the Daily or the Gateway Pundit, you can be a little bit suspect. You're more than welcome to. It's very, very right leaning. Uh, in August, Gateway Pundit contributor uh, Alessandro Fairbanks broke the story on Dr. Fauci's use of taxpayer money to torture beagles in animal testing. Dr. Fauci funded a study in Tunisia where beagles were beaten alive, were eaten alive by parasite infected flies. Dr. Fauci spent over $16 million in taxpayer funds on the disturbing toxic brain injection experiments on monkeys in 2018. Yeah, so it's funny that you mention like COVID shots. So like you, I had to get vaccinated against pretty much everything uh, when I was on active duty. And so when I got off of active duty, I kept up with a lot of those vaccines. I kept up with my flu shot and all that good stuff. But when I stopped taking the flu shot, not the first year, but the second year after I had taken like the la uh, my last dose, um, I got like wicked double pneumonia. Like my, my immune system wasn't ready for, a, for like any of the shit that came up. All right. And it, it, wasn't, it just wasn't ready for what was happening. All right. We're not done now. We're not done. We're not done. We're not done with the Fauci stuff. Um, my anecdotal fucking experience doesn't matter. All right. Dr. Fauci was more recently caught funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, laboratory blamed for the production and leak of the coronavirus. Fauci lied about his funding of the lab under oath numerous times. And now this. NIH was also caught funding experiments on AIDS orphans at a New York City hospital in 2004. I just got the headline and was kind of blown away. Um, so the Fauci NIH approved experiments on hundreds of New York City orphans. Government agencies and pharmaceutical companies used the orphans in deadly AIDS drug trials. In 2005, the city of New York hired the Vera Institute to form a final report on the drug trials. Vera was given no medical access to medical records of any of the children used in the trials. Their report was published in 2008. They reported that 25 children died during the drug studies and that an additional 55 children died following the studies in foster care. And according to Tim Ross, director of the Child Welfare Program at Vira, as of 2009, 29% of the remaining 417 children who were used in drug studies had died. Out of a total of four, I'm sorry, 532 children that were admitted to have been used. Okay, that's a lot. There's a lot to deal with. There's a lot to wrap your brain around in that last statement. Um, all right, 
A hospital nurse later spoke to reporters about the testing. She reported the children would immediately get sick, break out or throw up during the testing. Uh, during the testing. They were orphans at the Incarnations Children's Center in New York City. The ICC investigation website offers several documents and interviews with children and child care workers at the hospital who participated in the research. Okay, so there you go. Um, I'm not... I'm not 100% sure on Fauci's connection to, uh, to Vera. Um, okay, so he approved them. So the Fauci NIH. So it was done under his uh, approval. Yeah, so they were testing medication on, on AIDS orphans. Now, if these children were born with AIDS... I mean, you gotta you gotta account for that, right? Like they were they were born with with uh, you know a, a, they may have been born with AIDS, so uh, may not just be orphans. Uh, I mean, man, it's pretty fucked up. There is no way to not fuck. That's fucked up. There's no way to not that's fucked up. That's a that's fucked up. I I can't even really joke about that. That's really fucked up. Um, they were they were experimenting on orphans. That's really fucked up. Um, but they were doing it on, on monkeys. They were doing it on, um, on beagles. And you know what's crazy is like, this isn't in the news. The shit that's crazy to me is this isn't on any of, of the major, um, channels. It seems like, uh, the argument is now over the budget so that no one talks about this. So this isn't a thing that we talk about. Uh, and I think that these things really kind of need to be addressed, uh, any of this. If if Fauci is behind the killing of beagles, granted, not my favorite dog, but damn it, damn it, Snoopy was a beagle. And as an American, I mean, we've all got a, a thing with Snoopy, but yeah, so I, I don't know what to do with, with this. This is kind of uh, crazy news. Uh, peace to Andrew Koch. Uh, very good. Thank you very much for checking in. Um, so what you are missing on this is that it turns out that it wasn't just beagles and monkeys that Dr. Fauci and uh, the National Institute had been experimenting on. Um, it was also AIDS orphans in New York City in 2004. So uh, this, the man's pretty fucking evil. Like the, the thing is, even if it wasn't him directly, all of this shit happens under his watch, right? If we're gonna, if we're gonna fake accountability, if we're gonna fake holding anyone accountable then at the very least, like, these things need to be answered for. But this comes from the Gateway Pundit, and that being said, you need to take it, uh, anything that you get from anywhere, with a, um, a kind of a grain of salt. Um, um, so, also, uh, front page or front uh, line of the gateway pundit consensus reach an astounding 91 clinical research studies all confirm that natural immunity provides same if not better protection against the virus than vaccines infection rate remained at almost zero among previously infected individuals so i got sick last year and ah hey well if you're here for the coffee and the cannabis bite my friend you can fucking tap in for coffee and cannabis. Coffee, cannabis, and COVID. I mean, the three C's. Uh, don't worry about the cough. It's just weed, bro. Um, yeah. 
So if you've got something, what are you smoking on? For myself, I got some homegrown GMO, which is pretty nice. I'm down towards the end, uh, so I might actually have to go to a dispensary at some point, but some nice homegrown GMO. Um, you, which yeah, I'm also uh, just drinking some shitty generic coffee. Nothing really good, nothing delightful. Um, just some shitty generic coffee. If you know someone with a coffee roasting company, uh, and it's veteran-owned. My preference is that it's veteran-owned. Some people get upset when you play, like, the identity politics when it comes to uh, purchasing. You know, it, I understand why people would want to purchase from whoever they want to purchase from. If you want to purchase from uh, somebody, a, a shop because, the, the uh, you know, it's a, a black or indigenous person of color, great. Good for you. Spend your money the way you want to spend your money. I like spending money on veteran-owned businesses, so... Like, I play the same game. Uh, my favorite sneaker company right now is Somewhere in America. It's a veteran-owned company. They make really, really cool shit. Um, unfortunately, I live on a dirt road, and they make really nice shit, and dirt roads are not really the place to have nice shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have potholes. You know what I'm saying? Those sneakers will get fucked up. Anywho. Um, just a moment. That was my wife. She's really cool. I like her. She's a nice lady. Bless her heart. Um, anyway, uh, I'm back. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Just raw dog everything, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I'm probably the last person... Uh, you can hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, it is hot. It is hot when she called me William. I'm, I'm a fan of that. All right. Um, so there you go. Like if you, if you, yeah, no, she's a really, really, really cool lady. Like of, of all of the people I could have chosen to impregnate, like this is definitely one of the better ones I've chosen to, that's a pretty fucked up thing to say too. But, um, yeah, no, my wife's super rad. I like my wife. She's a cool lady. Cool lady. I mean, I got a green screen, a green screen office that I smoke weed in and have skateboards on the wall. Like it's fucking cool. Um, but yeah, it's. <sighs> what are you gonna do, man? Uh, one of the things that I was have been interested in uh, lately, and I wanted to see where you guys were on it, were the laws that were being made or are being made in relation to artificial intelligence. Okay. So, um, every country all over the world. Um, well, not every country, but countries like China, like the United States, the European Union, um, they're all developing their laws for artificial intelligence. And when you think about who is generally developing our laws and how our laws get written, a lot of times, and not every time, but a lot of times those laws are written from a place of fear. Right? They're not written by people who actually understand issues. They are written by people who are thinking about a worst-case scenario, but they don't understand the technology to really understand the worst-case scenario. So, uh, for example, in China, uh, the way that um, their laws are being written is uh, really um, 
from a place of emotional control. They want to ensure that the way AI, uh, AI is written, that when people interact with it, that they don't start getting sad, that they don't start getting upset and think about fucking how uh, upsetting their life is or, or any of that shit. What they're focused on is uh, keeping things moving, to keep the engine going, to keep the country moving forward. In Europe, um, what they're focused on is trustworthiness and um, and effectiveness, right? So the same people behind German engineering, uh, behind the BMW, behind the Mercedes, you know, those are the same people who are trying to push uh, artificial intelligence. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with as far as, but they wanted to be trustworthiness. Uh, they wanted to be trustworthy. They didn't want uh, artificial intelligence that uh, would you know, manipulate people and, and make us dumb. But it will. That's its job. So in the case uh, of the United States with their artificial intelligence laws, they've actually, um, the Biden administration has actually put a call out for um, for experts on the field to give them to give them their input, which is probably the the safest way to do it. I mean, wouldn't you want someone like say Lex Friedman to be one of the guys who is the guiding light on on your artificial intelligence, like um, your your laws and your rules regarding artificial intelligence? You you'd want the smartest people in the room, right? Regardless of what evil shit might come out of Boston Dynamics, which by the way, they've already started fitting those little robot dogs with guns. Um, but you want those guys. You want people to think about the ethical ideas behind artificial intelligence. The problem with China is that their system will take years and years to get like deep learning AI um, patented. So that like there's so few people that understand it that getting uh, algorithms and ideas and and, and um, hypothetical, I don't think you can even get a hypothetical patent. Um, and even if it's if it's in China, like do you actually own it? Is it, or is it kind of property of the government? Like how how the fuck does that work? Um, but even in those countries, even in China, right, they are ruling from a place of fear. So we have three hundred million people. They have well over a billion, and we don't necessarily hear about the people in there getting too upset uh, unless it comes to like a Tiananmen Square because there's this focus on keeping the engine moving. We don't have that here, right? It's the, the spirit of independence, right? Every, every man or woman or other in Ireland. Uh, but we want all of the props and we want all of the love and we want everything that comes along with it. Um, I did want to mention the um, uh, Snapchat and TikTok have had uh, their first uh, bits of congressional hearings. Uh, and I don't know if any of you saw that, but there's really, um, really a disconnect between the people who provide technology and the people that legislate it. Um, and... And I think that that's one of those things that you really see. When you see, like, really old mother lovers um, arguing with Mark Zuckerberg about technology that doesn't exist, then we live in a really dangerous world. 
uh, because those are the people that have the uh, the ears of our, our president and the ears of our uh, national safety apparatus. So check this out. Um, one of the big issues that they've had coming out recently are what are called the Facebook papers, which uh, essentially is what the Francis Hagan, who is the Facebook whistleblower, who did, by the way, didn't work for Facebook, uh, with Facebook for very long. So like, I don't know, maybe she's a corporate spy, but Francis Hagan has released a lot of these doc, uh, these internal documents of how, how Facebook knew what they were doing in other countries where there's way less fact checking than there is in the United States. If you're in the middle of Africa and you have this language that isn't spoken by a lot of people and people are posting crazy shit on the internet, there's no fact checker for that. So you can say there's a wizard in uh, the next village and he's chainsawing everybody with the warlords and people are going to go and attack or whatever the fuck. They've, but they've had situations like those occur, otherwise they wouldn't say things like those have occurred. So if there's no, if there's no fact checking for immediate shit, bad shit can happen. We've all, we've all known, studies have shown that um, Instagram and Facebook have had a, a negative impact on uh, the mental health of kids and, and especially uh, young women. None of that is new. None of that is new. My question to you uh, at home watching this or listening to this is should they legislate that? Is that something that the government should really get involved in? Or is that just the nature of the machine? Is that just the nature of society? Where we start looking at these pictures of, of other people and we start comparing ourselves to them and we start comparing these ourselves to these people that have really fake bullshit lives. Um, the uh, the young man in Florida and his fiance, I, I wouldn't say their names because I can't remember their names. So couple months, um, you know, the, the one that, uh, the one that he killed his fiance when they were trying to be social media stars and they were trying to live the perfect life and they were trying to be travel influencers and, and apparently he didn't believe that she was going to make it as a travel influencer. Crazy enough, she didn't. He was right. Um, but with that being said, in, it's, and it's just my opinion uh, as I speak to you using one of these bullshit platforms it's going to go this way for everybody unless we can unplug to go hang out with the people that we give a shit about, right? Because when I'm done here, like, I'm, I'm going to go hang out with my family because they are the real, they are the people in front of me that I can talk to. The people on the other side of this, the people who are listening to me, you, um, you are real to the people that are around you. I see a number, right? I see a number that people are interacting with. You have people in your life when you are done with this that you should be interacting with because everybody matters to somebody, right? Everybody does. And this is that time of year where if you don't see it, you need to go out and interact and look for it and find it someplace else. Fuck it. Get a cat because you have to make yourself matter to other people. Otherwise, you're not going to matter, right? Um. What was it that uh, Ari the Rugged Man uh, said? Um, Sitting in your room depressed um, and you'll never see success or something like that. Uh, sit, sit in your room depressed and you'll never progress or something like that. Anyway, the fact of the matter, the point, I guess my point of the matter is you only matter to the people you matter to, right? So when we're done here, when we're done drinking our coffee, when we're done uh, hitting the trees, um, 
I need you guys to go interact with the people that you matter to. Gals and others as well. Hmm. All right, so I, I do want to go back to this article, though, on Mashable. Um, yet while watching the hearings with TikTok and Snapchat execs on Tuesday, some senators, namely Republicans, lost the plot and were back to bickering over their old partisan pet issues. With many issues facing children and these social media platforms... Republican senators like Ted Cruz used their time to focus on TikTok, and their focus wasn't on the troubling eating disorder content or the problematic challenges that go viral on the platform, which, by the way, I'm fairly certain were probably already addressed by other senators. No, their focus on, uh, was on TikTok's ties to its Chinese parent company, BitDance. Given the circumstances uh, of everything going on in this new Cold War that, that we've got going on with China, I, th I do, I will say that I think that that's an appropriate issue. And I did watch Ted Cruz's Instagram feed uh, because he did share his interaction um, with the gentleman from TikTok. And if you have not, I would recommend checking out at Ted Cruz uh, and, and see it because it's a masterful um, sway of, of like not answering. Like, this was great. So, Ted Cruz, if I'm not mistaken, he was a lawyer. Like, a good lawyer. Like, a good constitutional guy. And this guy was, he was dodgeballing. He was duck, dodge, dive in, dip, dodge, dive, eat, all of it from yes or no questions. And it was great. I highly recommend watching it. So, it was TikTok's first time appearing before Congress, so questions about China were bound to come up. There are obviously privacy and data concerns there, but the specific line of questioning seemed more as if those Republicans were continuing former President Trump's war on the social media app where he sought to ban it from the country last year. So, okay, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Biden. I voted for Dr. Joe Jorgensen. And in the last election, I voted Libertarian too. So, I will also say that that man hasn't been president since January. And while he did want to ban TikTok, uh, I, I don't see any need to bring Trump into everything just because you don't like the man. It's fucking crazy. When we were talking about Kyrie Irving yesterday, and we were talking about how Ben Rohrbach of Yahoo uh, Sports had said that, uh, had compared the Kyrie Irving protesters to uh, the January 6th insurgency, right? Like, I don't like using the term insurgency. That wasn't a good, good. We basically turned into Venezuela on the Potomac for about four hours. I'll call it Caracas on the Potomac. It sounds way better. But that was nothing. Uh, uh, if Kyrie Irving situation, people bum rushing the Barclays Center, it was nothing. It was fucking nothing. They were stopped at the front gate. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, on Sunday, fans of uh, and supporters of Kyrie Irving from from both MAGA groups and Black Lives Matter groups came together to protest in support of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, who, by the way, was at, like, home. He was probably playing video games. Like, he was probably playing as Kyrie Irving just to see what he would have done in that game. Because he's that much of a professional. Anyway, so um, the, the front gates of the Barclays Center got bum-rushed. And Ben Rohrbach of Yahoo Sports 
wrote an article yesterday and essentially said that Kyrie Irving is Donald Trump and he's a literal Nazi. He basically said that we, you and I, all of us, um, all of us who are not necessarily, you know what I'm saying, um, that, uh, you know, we're all bad people and that if we are not willing to, um, get a shot for, um, where there's a, you know, like a, a light risk of harm, uh, which is really not the case at all, apparently, I don't know, man, y'all are grown-ups, I'm not getting, I haven't gotten the shot, if you get it, that's good for you, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I want to kind of stay away from the c word today, but yeah, it's it's been a thing. Like it's been a thing that is continuing to to be a problem. Uh, but Kyrie Irving, that happened yesterday, and essentially Kyrie Irving is essentially leading the insurrection, and he's basically full blown MAGA because he has yet to say anything about uh, people that stormed the gates when he was at home playing video games. So. I don't understand why he's responsible at all. If um, if we're not going to hold rappers responsible for stupid shit that idiots do after listening to their music, um, then why are we going to hold Kyrie Irving responsible for something some other dipshits do? Like that's, And I say that with a Wu-Tang hoodie on. Um, and they've said lots of crazy shit. And my crazy shit is minimal compared to anything that Ghostface McKillop has mentioned. So, um, you can't, you can't make him, you can't make them responsible. All right. You cannot make a singular basketball player who is at home on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can't make him responsible, right? He wasn't even, he wasn't there. He's not telling people, he's not tweeting them fucking rest the gates. He's at home, man. He's, he's probably, He's a vegan, so he's probably eating broccoli, right? That's what vegans do. They hang out on Saturday nights and Sunday nights and eat broccoli. Bet y'all didn't know that. It's a fact. Look into it. It's on the internet. Every Sunday is broccoli night. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just feel like if you put blame on, on Trump or you put blame on Kyrie Irving rather than make, you know, make people responsible for their actions. So the punishment is going to be theirs, right? Uh, Donald Trump and his friends aren't going to go to jail because some dumbass stormed the Capitol. And Kyrie Irving shouldn't be badmouthed because some other dumbasses bum-rushed the, the doors at uh, the Barclays Center. Um, I would like to mention uh, Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan real quick with his um, his TikTok uh, piece because I think it is very important because it does have to do with uh, American free speech and, uh, and a Chinese company. So, Senator Dan Sullivan, Republican of Alaska, grilled TikTok's vice president and head of public policy, Michael Breckerman, on whether users can make videos comparing... China's President Xi Jinping to Winnie the Pooh, a common satirical nickname thrown at him by critics. How is this an issue facing 13-year-old American kids? Um, so, apparently, Americans can't post videos uh, about a, a, a 
Chinese head of state as Winnie the Pooh. Like, that's blocked. They can't do that. It sounds fucking weird, right? Like, your company... Um, I don't know. I, I feel like... Like, if you want to say that the Chinese president looks like Winnie the Pooh on an American uh, company's platform, you should be able to say the dude looks like Winnie the Pooh. It shouldn't be censored. Especially if he's a, in another country. Like... You can say whatever the fuck you want about the president of Portugal. You can say, fuck that guy. I bet he's a real asshole and he punches his mom in the face. And they're not going to stop you. But if you say that the president of China on TikTok looks like, uh, looks like Winnie the Pooh, that's a bad thing, apparently. They can block you. Um, so, I'm glad, I'm glad Alton brought up trash talk. It, people get really thin skin. Uh, and myself included, because, like, you you get... It, it becomes hard to take a fuck you. Um, but this isn't a fuck you. Like, this is a laugh. Like, this is, this is getting in on the gig. This is everyone having a giggle. This is what that is. It's not... Um, it's not, like, some serious business. This isn't, like, two grown-ups preparing to... Uh, uh, to fight or, or to even debate each other. They're just sell, saying silly shit on, on the internet. This is, he looks like Winnie the Pooh. This isn't, um, what about the Uyghur Muslims uh, in China being enslaved to make cotton? Like, what, what about that? Why the fuck? Why, why, uh, why is it that that's, that's not being discussed, but, you know, like, yeah, Winnie the Pooh, whatever. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts? Do you think that, do you think social media should be regulated for children? Uh, personally, and, and this is just me. Um, I think that as parents, you have to do your best to try and control your kids. You have to remember how fucking stupid you were when you were a kid. And let's be honest, we were all, we were all, we were all idiots. Every one of us is a, is a teenager. Through all of the teenage years. All right, all of them, every single one of them, from from everything after you know the first day after you turn thirteen, really the last day that you're twelve, um, to till you turn twenty, like you're fucking idiot. And so sometimes you need to be protected by the people who are supposed to protect you. Um, and that includes preparing your kids for what you know is out there. I remember the early days of the internet; it was the fucking wild west. The internet's still the Wild West. It hasn't changed. Everything has just become more accessible, right? Um, what used to be taboo is now on the front page of Pornhub. So, knowing that, you also have to know that there are tools. Uh, you know, shit, like... Um, I mean, I think honestly, like as people, we're idiots until we're dead. Um, but shit, man, like you have to protect your children because your children are going to make mistakes. And, and we're all guilty of it, like jumping the gun and getting upset and getting angry about it and forgetting that we were idiots as well. We're still idiots. We're all still learning. The, the second that you forget that you're still learning is the second that you've forgotten that you're an idiot. As long as we all remember we're idiots, then we all have space to learn, right? If, as long as you, you know you're an idiot, 
and that you don't have all the answers, you can take a step back and you can start asking questions from people who've been there and you can learn from their mistakes. What's was the saying? Like, uh, a wise man learns from his, uh, from other, or a wise man learns from his own mistakes, a genius learns from others. Something like that. Um, yeah. Oh, man. People get upset about shit on the internet. And they should. We were talking about earlier, man. Like, you only matter to the people you matter to. So, like I said, when I'm done here, I'm going to go hang out with, with my wife and my baby and, um, and this shit. You know? And this shit's, this shit's done. You know? It, it doesn't matter as much. But I do think that a lot of this stuff does matter. And I do think it's a lot of it is stuff that uh, we do need to talk about as and when I say we I mean collectively something you and I as uh, people who are affected by um, a lot of these decisions that uh, we need to talk about it we need to talk about how we're affected by things we need to talk about how the information is being processed to us um, I want to know why the, the Fauci story about the dogs uh, and why the, uh, the New York City orphans. Why isn't that on, on CNN? Why isn't that on Fox News, right? Like, it seems like that would be a story that Fox News would want to dive right into. Like, that seems like that would be right up their alley. So why aren't they diving that far into it? Why didn't they talk about all the contents on Hunter Biden's laptop? Why didn't they do that? Why is it that Fox News, who, by the way, have their own vaccine mandate, are pushing anti-vaccine stuff? Except for Neil Cavuto. Um, because they exist. They all exist to be controlled opposition, right? Um, whether it's Fox News, their controlled opposition is CNN um, and MSNBC. And everything else just kind of falls in after that. But they're, they're controlled oppositions, um, sponsorships, that's another big one, right? So, like, if Pfizer is covering stories uh, or paying for placement on Neil Cavuto or paying for placement on Tucker Carlson and all of these guys have gotten the... And they're selling you on, on it being a freedom issue. And it absolutely is. Um, the state has no say on your body. Uh, and in my opinion, you are personally not responsible for other, other people's health. Right? If you, if you feel like you are, okay. Then do the things that you feel you are responsible for. However, I don't think it's ethical to ask people to take preventative measures for people who haven't taken preventative measures for everything else. Um, yeah. Um, I've, I've had the conversation with um, Pat Militich, uh, UFC Hall of Famer, and he said he used the, uses the term eugenics. Um, I, I think all I think this this particular one is, is about power uh, or money and, and control. Right, like money and control are the big ones. Like I read somewhere that Pfizer was getting something somewhere around thirty six billion dollars 
uh, for the second round of COVID jabs. Um, I'd also read that uh, a, a number of, of Democratic lawmakers, um, their campaigns were funded. They received money from, from big pharmaceuticals. Same thing with Repo uh, Republicans. We know that. We know that. We know that Cory Booker, before he was talking about cannabis legislation, actually um, advocated against legalization of cannabis. By the way, this is a guy who's friends with Talib Kweli. Um, and I say that to say, like, that dude smokes weed. Absolutely does. And uh, so Cory Booker would know it's sort of like an innocuous fucking stupid substance, right? Not a real, not a threat to humanity, right? Because he's seen his buddy through the years smoke it. And he's not hurting anybody. But he was in the pocket of Purdue Pharma. Right, like the Sackler family, like the 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 opioid people themselves, the people from um, the the people that were lining doctors' pockets, who were telling doctors that this stuff's not addictive. Those are the same people that Cory Booker was taking money from. So, pay attention to your lawmakers as well, because they're they're full of shit. Um, you don't get to that position. You don't get to that place without having to have made quite a few moral concessions along the way. Uh, otherwise, why else would already corrupt motherfuckers give you a ton of money to make sure you can continue to make laws? You, you are already corrupted. It's okay, just admit it. Wear your freak flag, bro. I don't know, man. Um, I think that like we're we're gonna come to a, a time where we've run out of options, and all we have left are corrupt old people. The problem is, is there's so much, um, so much access to information. Very soon, we're gonna be coming into deep fakes, right? Like deep fakes are gonna become more and more commonplace. And so, when that starts to happen, when we start getting to a point where, um, I mean, we've seen like Doctor Fakenstein and these other. Um, control alt delete on on YouTube. We've seen these these YouTube channels where they do deep fake stuff, and this is civilian technology. Um, the military technology is going to be four or five six years of far more advanced. So what they have um, and what they're going to have in the future is really going to blow your fucking mind. Um, and the things that the people that are going to be convicted of crimes, that's where my fear is. Like, that's where my fear is. Yeah. Alaska state government is literally the example of what happens when two to three people have all of the control. Yeah, so so you mentioned that. You want to talk about Juno? All right. Hit a, hit a heart if, uh, if you want to talk about Juno, because we can talk about the corruption in Juno right now while we're here. I just need a heart. While I do this, all right, I got an art. All right, so corruption in Juno. Juno is still the capital for one big reason, and that big reason is because it's not on the road system. You got to take a plane to get there, and there's only one fucking airline that goes in there, and that's Alaska Air. So if you're someone like, say, Laura Reinbolt, Laura, Lori Reinbolt, I don't know, state representative who was banned from Alaska Air, 
her only recourse, her only way of going to work is driving through Canada to take a uh, to go to Haynes and catch a ferry to Juneau. I think this is a thing very much worth talking about is the state of Alaska, their government, has a history of corruption, a long, long history of corruption, spanning decades, standing to stare, going back to the inception of Alaska as a state. And that's great, all right? I'm, all, just about every state is like, was founded on crime, right? All, all of our bureaucracies were founded by criminals, and to pretend otherwise would be a fucking lie. We've had corrupt politicians since the very since the very first politician. I'm sure that dude took a bribe, got a parking spot, something. Did got something he wasn't entitled to, um, but he got it because of that position of of power, that authority figure that is uh, powered by votes. All right, and that's what makes it so important that you see people get invested in their local elections because they're the ones that matter. So, for example. Um, here, right? Um, in the state of Alaska, I'm not sure how many politicians, um, and when I say politicians, I mean guys that have been in the, the state legislature for years, have backgrounds in the oil fields. Whether it was BP, Tesoro, whoever the fuck it is, right? They come from that industry. And that industry is a big part of the funding of our state of Alaska. They employ a lot of people. And so eventually those people are going to, some of those people are going to be like, I can make things better here. Um, but those people still have, um, I mean, that's like a part-time job. You still got to do whatever the rest of your gig is. So if you're someone like Peter Machicki, you've still, when you're not in the Senate, you still got to answer to your folks at, was it BP or Tesoro that he worked for? Now, I'm sure Senator Senator Machicki did all the right stuff. Uh, um, you wouldn't be the only person that felt that way about Machicki. Um, so Peter Machicki, a few years ago, ran against a guy by the name of Ron Gilton. Ron Gillum currently sits um, in the Alaska legislature somewhere. House of Representatives. I don't think he's a senator. He originally ran against Senator Machiki. Um, and this was during a time where, like, the, the really the talk around town was anyone can beat Peter Machiki. And Ron Gillum said, well, I'm anyone. And he didn't win, but he came very close in the primary uh, to unseating him. Uh, and so um, so then he decided to be a writing candidate, and he lost Michiki and blah, 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 blah. So fast forward a couple years. Uh, we had, and I, I'm, I can't say his name right now. It's escaping me. He uh, died in a fiery plane crash last year. Uh, but Ron Gillum was running against him, uh, and during the campaign on his way to Fairbanks, 
this candidate got in a plane crash, died, uh, and Ron Gillum was then campaigning against a guy by the name of James Bayston. Now, Ron Gillum still had a little bit of momentum from the campaign with Machiki because he ran as the opposite of Machiki. Um, but he also ran as the PFD, uh, PFD defender. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that's going as well as he planned, but I will say that he did not vote for the PFD as it stands this year. So at least he stuck to his guns. Like, for all of the jokes that I made about Ron Gillum, at least he stuck to his guns on that particular issue. Um, which is really the most important thing if that's what you're running on. Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of good and interesting stories out there. Um, Jeff Landfield's uh, beer pong story, I think, is pretty good. Uh, for those of you that were unaware, uh, apparently we had an unauthorized beer pong story in the Alaska State Capitol building, which in the uh, in the, like in the vast spectrum of corruption, like a couple of representatives playing beer pong in a building they're not supposed to be playing beer pong in pretty cool like that's not even that mad not mad at all like fuck it you know like I'd, I'd rather you guys be in there on a Friday night having a good time uh, than out being fucking miserable right or stuck inside being miserable because like we were talking about you only have who you have and so if you are not like a not a corrupt scumbag uh, representative and you're in Juno uh, stuck there on the weekends with your staffers I'm sure it gets pretty boring and uh, and if someone's got a good beer pong game going, you might as well go. Listen, I don't drink, but if you tell me there's a beer pong game going, I'm down. I'm down to check it out because those things can get fun. You know, like you, it's very rare that someone has a miserable time playing beer pong. All right, um, because you're just you're there to have fun. Now I I I'm friends with professionals who do the four loco pong, a uh, whole other thing. Like that's a whole other level of hangover, and you're gonna die. But I guess what I'm saying is um, I, my friends are savages. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah, and here's what I don't get about Juno, right? Like, if you, if you work near the Capitol, right, why I don't understand like why there's not like a dormitory or something like a place for your elected officials to stay. Now I presented this solution uh, to somebody. I, I believe it might have been Gillum when I worked at the radio station. Um, and because my belief is like as a resident of Alaska, let me start say start by saying Juno's fucking beautiful. Juno was one of the things that convinced me to move up here. They got a covered skate park. That's rad. All right, in Alaska. A covered skate park is gold. If you live in Anchorage, I don't think there's a covered skate park. I, if, the, if the skate park at Girdwood were covered, that would be super rad. Um, you know, it would be a really just a good thing to have in the winter here in Alaska. But Juno's the only place that has it. Uh, that has nothing to do with our story. But my solution was that if you gave every resident um, a ticket to Juno and a two-night hotel stay, right? The state pays for this. The state has to pay for this because they are the ones that made your representative stay in Juneau 
the state should also pay for you to see your your elected official. But they should also you should also be able to check out the Capitol because it's a fucking beautiful place. It's a really really pretty place. Okay, I, I cannot say enough really good things about Juno. It's a gorgeous place. But I will also say that the state of Alaska should cover you, right? Like if they're going to keep their capital in Juneau, especially when they're so, um, I mean, at least have the uh, the elected officials in, in Anchorage, right? Like we still keep the capital there. It's still, you know, whatever, fuck it. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's our spiritual capital. Um, it's our capital in name only, whatever. Um, then really, you know, um, make it Anchorage. Anchorage already has the infrastructure. They have the buildings. How much of that BP building, after BP left, how much of that isn't being used? It's a big building. It's got many floors. All right? And I'm sure, uh, I, I'm sure our elected officials would all love their views. I'm sure they could all have a great view. Every single one of them. Um, yeah. And which one would you go to? But here's the thing. If you if the state was covering your ticket to go to... Um, I mean, the state, if they send you a PFD, they're sending you to Hawaii. Right? But what they really should be doing uh, is offering Alaskans the opportunity to see their, cap, uh, their capital, even if it's an off-season, right? To stimulate off-season tourism. Like fucking February. Alaska in February sucks, man. It hurts. It hurts in February. So, so that's when you give people their free tickets to, uh, to Juno, right? People are still going to take them. I'm still going to take them. Juno's awesome. Juno's a fucking gorgeous place. Um, yeah, you'd stimulate off-season tourism. Um, you know, maybe it's one day. Maybe you pay for one overnight. The state of Alaska pays for one overnight at a, at a hotel um, or a voucher, you know, so you can get an Airbnb, uh, stimulate, continue to stimulate the local economy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you send people in February. You send Alaskans in February when it's cold, like when Alaskans will appreciate it. There you go. Um, yeah. Um, now I got to finish my business degree before I, I do I fuck with that shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I would prefer the state to pay for this. It should be the state paying for this anyway. It should not be residents of the state donating their PFD, uh, for other residents to go to the Capitol. Not at all. If, if the state is going to continue to live off of the tea of the oil industry, then the oil industry should help pay for it. You know, fuck it. Why not? I mean, my biggest, I guess my biggest bitch, right, is that, is the inaccessibility that I think breeds corruption. Um, and, and for the record, like, I don't even know that I have a lot against corruption. I think it's part of the game, but I think that you allow it to be amplified to a place where no one wants it to be when you separate people from uh, the rest of the world, 
right? That's a really isolated city. And um, I feel like it, it, there's too much opportunity um, to injure the residents of the state in, in, a, a, a long, in the long run, right? In, in a, you have people that you know uh, in the state of Alaska who, um, who have bought and paid for politicians, who have donated so much to campaign funds that their grandchildren have gotten state contracts, okay? In which case, I'm talking about uh, Bob Penny and his grandson, Clark Penny, all right? So Bob Penny is a longtime Republican fundraiser in the state of Alaska. He donated money uh, to uh, the Dunleavy campaign. So, so check it out. This is who Bob Penny is. In the airport in Anchorage, the big air, the, our airport, the state air, uh, the, the city of airport, uh, the Anchorage International Airport, right? Uh, the Ted Stevens International Airport. There is a statue of Ted Stevens on a bench. That statue is there because Bob Penny paid for it. That's who Bob Penny is. So Bob Penny donated a lot of money to Governor Dunleavy's campaign. And Mike Dunleavy's, uh, I'm sorry, Bob Penny's grandson ended up getting a contract from the state of Alaska to do marketing, which would be great, uh, except for he is an Oregon. Okay? Uh, if if Bob Penny's grandson Clark was, if he was in Anchorage or he was in wherever the fuck, um, yeah, no, he's not. Uh, by the way, Smiley said that Dunleavy is going to give us our dividend. He's not going to, man. Don't even, don't even joke. He, that's what he. Isn't that what he ran on? Like getting us our, getting us our dividend back. And interestingly, a uh, note: Bill Walker mentioned running again. Like why, why, Bill? Why? Like, you left unpopularly. Like, I don't know why you were running for re-election in the first place. Like, who said that was a good idea? You were the guy that took the PFD. But he wants to run again. Uh, the other thing is, uh, if, uh, and again, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, because he was on KSRM a couple uh, months ago, talking about some, I believe it was an oil venture that he was involved in. So, again, fucking oil guy getting into this and then doing this. It's all sketch. It's all sketch, man. It's all sketch. And none of it matters. Like, that's the really crazy thing is, like, in the end, like, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's the self-licking ice cream cone. Like, you invest in the ice cream company, uh, and then you also invest in the company that makes the uh, the waffle cones, and then you, you know, then you have a uh, the farm where the cows are raised that make the, give us your, your fucking ice cream. All right. All right. Yeah, so his campaign, a big part of it uh, was, um, was the PFD. Yeah, so he... So for those of you unaware, in the state of Alaska, we get money every year from uh, the permanent fund. Now the permanent fund, I'm, I'll fuck it up if I try to explain it, okay? If I try to explain the permanent fund dividend, 
I would do a really bad job. Luckily, I got the internet here, uh, and I should probably do that. But uh, we're gonna look up permanent fund dividend right here because I don't, I really don't want to do, I, I don't want to mess it up. Um, but it, it's no, it's a check that we get every year uh, from the government, and it used to be like three thousand dollars, and then we had Governor Bill Walker who cut that in half to about fifteen hundred. Shortly after that, like it, it's just kind of begin uh, begun to. Um, fluctuate uh, over the last couple of years, right? So like the 21, uh, 2021 PFD is 1,114. Like last year, it might have been more this year or next year, it'll probably be less. Um, but the, the number changes every year based on a calculation. Anyway, so Bill Walker ran for governor or was our governor half that. And um, everyone... Folks get elected based on on saying they're going to change it, right? Like we talked about earlier uh, with Ron Gillum, the PFD defender. Um, people get elected and people people vote on their money, right? Like because that's a that's a thing that you can you can really easily look at. Like inflation is, is a little bit different because you don't necessarily notice eight percent over a month or a year, you know, but. When you're looking at like $3,200 to like $1,500, you're like, oh, fuck, that's a, that's a little bit of money. Um, and the, the other thing about that um, is that that's how a lot of people like stock their fridge, right? Uh, if you live out in the middle of nowhere, um, that $1,300 or that $3,200, uh, that is how you, you pay for um, your bulk groceries to be shipped from Anchorage, Right. Uh, so that you can fill your fam, uh, fill your freezer for your family through the winter. All right. So from Smiley, uh, quote: It's a yearly dividend check based on the five-year investment return on the permanent fund dividend corporation investments. Uh, should have been three to four k the last four years, but the governor vetoed it. Yeah. Fucking PFD defender, my friend. Thank you very much, by the way, for putting that together for me so quickly, Smiley. I appreciate it. For all the time that you've come in here and, like, never popped in, you know, like, you provide really good information. All right. Uh, the Supreme Court agreed that the dividend is not a guarantee, but rather an allocation from the legislator. Now, all of a sudden, they get to overspend on government and fund it with the PFD earning. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and they take a long time to get to agree to do that part. You know, like they do like four or five, six, I'm, what are they on their fourth special session now? Like they were, like this is a fourth fucking overtime, right? That's, that's essentially what that means. Cause you have your regular session and then you have your special sessions, right? So, um, you know, like, it, Hey, my brother, like it, that's cool. If you're going to provide good information down there, I appreciate you tapping in like that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Good coffee. Um, so, yeah. So, there you go. It's Tuesday. Ah, town OG. I'm going to assume when you say A-Town, you mean Anchorage. And if, if you do mean Anchor... Oh, no! You are not talking about Anchorage. I know exactly who you are. You're awesome. You're a wonderful person. Uh, it's a pain I get things. Yeah. Well, there's. Uh, is it is it to assist with the high cost of living up here, or or is it mineral rights? Because I've heard both. 
Um, I've heard that the dividend also comes from is is sort of a a conciliatory, um, you know, sorry you don't uh, sorry you don't get mineral rights. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I strike gold on my land, it's not really like my gold mine. It's you know someone else can take that gold out. Uh, PFD originally started as a way to invest oil income so that the state wouldn't spend it all. That's a good problem to have. Like, um, you know, you got to protect, you know, that was good thinking on the forefathers, protecting the state from itself. Um, unfortunately, um, that's kind of been done at the expense of the citizens in the last few years, at least in the time that, since I got here, everything's gone to shit. I'm sorry about that. I'm, I blame myself, actually. I blame myself for allowing it to get this bad. I accept full responsibility for uh, Governor Bill Walker having your PFD. It's on me. I apologize, America. I apologize, Alaska. I'm sorry for your PFD. My bad. No, um, and then after that part, like, where do we go? Um, how how can we fix that, right? We we elect people based on the idea of one of two things, right? People are getting elected in the state on uh, either PFD or whatever the other thing is that people are upset about. Because where I live, people seem mostly pissed off about the PFD. I don't know what people give a shit about in Anchorage. Um, uh, the principle of the PFD, 50 billion or so, can't be touched without a vote of the people. The earnings account, $20 billion plus, is what dividends used to come from. Now the government gets 50%. Man, it's, it's like when you give people the ability to give themselves races, like they fucking lose their minds. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. We have, um, we have a knack for, um, for picking people based on like how sly they are on, on a microphone in, in front of a crowd. Um, I think what we should start voting on is how entertaining would it be if this person was the representative? Because when I talked about Ron Gillum uh, running for office as a write-in candidate um, for uh, um, uh, for Michiki Senate seat in 2017, 2018, um, there was also a local woman who made herself a write-in, a woman by the, la- uh, by the name of Willow. Now, I can't remember her last name for the life of me, but she ran as a write-in candidate against Machiki. She got some votes. And um, and if you know Willow, uh, who this person is, then you know, like, she, at the very least, would have been the most entertaining fucking person that we would have had in that position ever. And so you should have voted for her. In fact, I think she should run again because I think you need people like that more than you need the Slav motherfuckers that talk slowly and calmly and try to make eye contact. You want the person that is pointing out these things that are wrong in your community. Not things that they can't do anything about, right? Like not, you know, we're going to worry about this thing that doesn't matter that's happening in Washington State. It's not happening here. It doesn't matter. So someone like Willow will talk to the things that are happening in your community. And Willow could be your Dave or your Mark or your Tim or whatever, right? That person that is doing it 
really, and it's going to interfere with the rest of their lives. Like by if they if if she had taken that job, I'm sure it would have interfered with the rest of her life. She would have had to figure out day like other daycare arrangements and other business shit that because she's involved in business stuff here. Uh, she you know has her little restaurant gig. Um, selling food and stuff. But what I'm saying is like she would have had to change her life completely to going from a person in the community to now the elected official who is answering for the rest of us. And she's more representative, I think, of the, than the rest of, uh, of the rest of the community than... Thank you so much. Um... You have people, you know, like who are in our communities who are better representatives than the people who are representatives or who want to be our representatives, right? When someone wants to lead the team, it's that's when it gets fucking scary, right? Like, like it's not a meritocracy, right? It's a popularity contest. So you're not getting the job because you're good. You're getting the job because lots of people liked you. There's a, but you've got a better personality than the other guy. How many times have we um, lost out on an opportunity because we went with we went with the, the cool one, or we went with the popular one, or we went with the rather than going with our own consciousness, you know, with the, uh, with our own hearts and and our own feelings, we're just going with the the thing that's being presented to us as the thing that we should be doing. Um, how many times has someone told you they weren't going to vote for a third party um, because they knew there was no way the third party was going to win? I hear that all the fucking time. Every time that there's a, an election with a third party candidate. Um, this election is too important. Well, not really. Not, it's either going to go to complete shit or it's not. It's really not that important. It's just, the, the thing's going to keep going, right? Or it's not. And we have no control of that. But what we do have control of is our local elections. So we have our, like we have a, a woman like Willow, or you have Dave or Tim or Mark, or whoever it is in your community that is actually active in the community, that is actually out there trying to feed people and better the community. Those are the people that maybe, maybe those are really better representatives of who we should be listening to or whose lead we should be following, or maybe the people who embody those things, maybe those are the people that we should put in front of, uh, in front of us to say, you know what, we, we might not, I, I, I can't do it. I'm glad this person is willing to. I'm rather, I'd rather the amateur do it sometimes. Um, okay. Ooh, that is, um, it's a really good, I'll take that on. I will, I will, I will argue against that. A third party vote is is bullshit in your opinion. So, um, we talked about controlled opposition. You weren't here for that earlier. Like CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they all exist to be controlled opposition to each other, right? Republican and Democrat. So you have, a, you really do have third and fourth parties. Uh, in the United States, you have like six parties. You really have like six, um, like real parties that were recognized on your ballot. Okay. So, and there, there are more than that, right? Fucking Kanye West was actually on the ballot in some states, not in Alaska. I told myself, said it publicly, if Kanye West was on the ballot in the state of Alaska, he would have had my vote. So, um, 
what I'm what I'm saying there's like third party, sixth party, it doesn't matter because there's always going to be somebody there that actually speaks to you. And if more people voted to who they who actually spoke for them. Most of my friends who are who are liberals, they're not democrats. They're not really like the shit that the, that that party is doing right now, that that's not them. Like they believe in like some of the like the the progressive stuff. Um but you know, they're rational people, right? Like you can sit and you can have a conversation with them. Um, all these other folks are controlled opposition to each other. The the reds exist because there is a blue. But you also have a green party. You have other parties that exist um, and provide other sources of, of feelings, thoughts, information, and ideas. Um, so, uh, I, like I said before, I've got to go do some dad shit. Um, I've got to do some family shit that has become abundantly clear um all right uh have a great one and i love you